to pick up where we left off last week, basically, I gave a pretty quick overview of the purpose of insight meditation, which is to see clearly into every aspect of our lives so that we can develop insight or understanding or wisdom, namely about how we tend to habitually create stress, distress, difficulty for ourselves and how we can change those habit patterns so that we can live with more ease, more happiness, more peace and freedom, which I think is pretty obvious has positive benefits not only for we ourselves, but for everyone we interact with. So that's really the big picture, the overall purpose of what we're doing here. And we start that whole process by training in and strengthening two specific qualities of the mind, two capacities of the mind. One is the mindfulness that we started last week, and the other is stability of attention or steadiness of mind. So mindfulness is the capacity to know what we're doing as we're doing it, and stability of attention is the ability to keep that awareness focused and steady and unfragmented, undistracted, more unified. And together, these two qualities let the mind stay connected and present with everything that we experience without getting lost in subtle or not-so-subtle reactivity to it. So that's more or less where we got to last week. Tonight, I'd like to continue developing our mindfulness of the body because the body is such a powerful support for our practice in many ways. So one, by paying attention to the breath and the body, that acts as a kind of anchor. And it stops, to some extent, the tendency of the mind to be scattered and distracted. So, for example, if you're sitting here now, it's possible some of you might be thinking about what you did at work today or what Netflix series you're going to watch when you get home. So then your mind and your body are not in the same place. Your body's here, but your mind's somewhere else. And there's a sense of fragmentation or disconnection, which, as we start to recognize, is itself subtly agitating and it often leads to further distractedness and tension and distress. So we can use the breath and the body as a foundation or a kind of a home base to keep coming back to. Because when the body and the heart and the mind are all settled and unified on just one thing in one place at one time, It's a very soothing and nourishing experience. A second benefit of paying attention to the body is that it brings us back to the present moment because physical experiences only ever happen now. Unlike thoughts, which give us the illusion of being in the past or the future, that throbbing in the ankle is happening now. That tension between the shoulder blades is happening now. That subtle sense of release as you breathe out is happening now. 
So every moment that the awareness connects with your physical experience, you're back in present moment reality. A third benefit of paying attention to the body is it acts as a kind of reference point to show just how fast the mind is moving, as some of you mentioned earlier. Metaphorically, it's a bit like putting a stick in a stream. If we take a stick and plant it in the stream bed, we can clearly see the pressure and the rush of the water against it. But without the stick, we don't have a reference point and we just go with the flow not even realizing how far we've been carried into our regrets about the past or our fantasies about the future. So coming back to the body helps us to reorient whenever we've been caught up in some kind of thought storm. So this whole process relies on having enough awareness to recognize what's happening in the body and the mind and to keep gently bringing the attention back to the body, which for many of us is much easier said than done. As a broad generalization, I think most of us have been brought up in a dominant culture that privileges the intellect over the body. And the body is often unconsciously related to as just a kind of a dumb appendage, gets my head from A to B. And we don't even pay that much attention to it unless it gets sick or ill or injured. So many people live pretty disconnected from their body. And for others, the body is an enemy that we're constantly in battle with, trying to make the body more like this and less like that. So another side effect of bringing mindfulness to the body is that it helps us to develop a healthier and more balanced attitude to the body, a kinder relationship to the body. Because through the mindfulness we see, the body is constantly changing. It's not possible to make it exactly how we'd like it to be. It's just not completely under our control. And with that clear seeing, we can begin to relate to the body with more appreciation more kindness, to have gratitude for it just as it is, without resisting or rejecting or identifying, taking personally any aspect of it. In the beginning, though, most of us need to train in developing this more balanced relationship to our bodies. And this is where the bare awareness aspect of mindfulness is very important. So mindfulness has this quality of non-reactivity built into it. In secular mindfulness, it's often defined as the awareness that arises from paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally. And that non-judgmental aspect is really key. So sometimes we use the metaphor of a mirror. So like a mirror, mindfulness just reflects back whatever comes in front of it without distortions of any kind. So the mirror reflects what's there, but it's unaffected by whatever it reflects. So perhaps in a similar way, a second metaphor, mindfulness is also talked about as being like the sky. 
The sky is not affected by whatever weather systems pass through it. Could be sunshine, rain, wind, hail, thunder, lightning, fog. All of it is simply known with awareness. And this sky-like awareness can be unaffected by the weather patterns that move through it. So just in case there's any misunderstanding here, this non-reactivity doesn't mean non-responsiveness. It's not about trying to make ourselves into this kind of lump of stone, inert and inert, yeah, just dead. Actually, mindfulness, if it's working well, will make us more sensitive, more aware, more intimate with our experience so that when necessary, we can take action, but that action is motivated from full awareness rather than just knee-jerk reactivity. So as we bring awareness to the body, I think I touched into this last week, especially if you're new to sitting still, it's inevitable that we experience some physical discomfort what we might ordinarily call pain. But in this tradition, we tend not to use the word pain because as soon as you say it, there's often a kind of resistance to it. So we try to bring awareness, bear awareness to that experience. As I said last week, not automatically moving the nanosecond anything unpleasant comes into awareness, but also not toughing it out with gritted teeth. So we're looking for a balanced approach. If the intensity of the discomfort starts to overwhelm your capacity to just be with it, then it's fine to slowly, mindfully change your posture. You might adjust the legs or sit back, or you might change to sitting in a chair or perhaps stand for a while. And just notice how that helps to relieve the discomfort. So in a few moments, we're going to be doing another guided meditation, about 20 minutes. We'll be bringing awareness more closely to the body. But again, feel free at any time if you need to, to change your posture. Are there any questions about anything of that before we give it a try? Hopefully pretty straightforward. Okay. Okay.